Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to episode two of this Grease series going to cover days four, five, six, seven, and 8 with a tiny bit of added tips at the end for off-season in Greece covering Karpathos Island and Kassos Island I've got my notes ready, I am raring to go first of all, why Karpathos Island? well it's located pretty much as far south as you can get in Greece Hence why there's an army base there and an air base there, I believe. Saw three of those guys flying back today. And also Kassos next door. Um, they'll be warm, and they were. And it'd be more relaxed because it's not as popular. And as I'll tell you in a minute, I pretty much was the only tourist there. And it was easy to book things. Cheap, car hire was easy, accommodation was easy. There's still stuff open. Overall, a real decent trip. And I'm going to explain all what I've done some tips and tricks at the end and that'll be this instalment so Karpathos how was I getting there I was taking a flight from Athens which takes about an hour and well in advance I'm talking about three or four months it costs 50 Canadian dollars with Sky Express they're cool little airline you get one check bag free as well which is an absolute bonus and you can take on two bags as hand luggage eight kilos being a maximum for the big one and a small little one and my flight there was only a quarter full um, obviously it's off season no one's going to Carpathos and there's only locals getting the flight apart from me which was a running theme of my trip there once you arrive to the island you arrive at the airport which is at the south and it's kind of its own little bit really and you can get a taxi or hire car from there to Pagadia which is the main town taxi ride's going to cost you 25 to 30 euros each way but for the same price you can just hire a car for a few days so why not do that and you obviously have to top up the fuel which is easy to do there's four or five petrol stations on the island and I spoke to Maria at the help desk there for hire cars for Hertz budget and there's another one there as well and she was super super helpful going to leave a great review for her she welcomed me in drove the car to the front of the airport and told me not to worry about a security deposit for the car and also made sure 
Um, the roads that I was going to drive on were okay. Gave me some tips and tricks of the island and gave me her number in case I needed anything. And I texted her a few times just to ask about how things worked in Carpathos and she responded back every time. So Maria, go and see her at front desk. She'll sort you out. And she made everything simple, easy transaction and I was away. Left-hand drive manual up the windy roads of Carpathos. And it's a good place to start because you get a little bit of an introduction into Greek roads and Greek drivers. In the on-season, I imagine it'd be quite busy but in the off-season, well, there's no one about. The final thing to say about the journey is that I would imagine in summertime, in the on-season, it's going to be pretty busy because they fly direct to Israel, Italy. There's a few other places as well. I would advise getting that flight in early to save on disappointment. And you can stay anywhere on the islands, really. Um, Pagadia is the main place in town where it's the main hub. Um, Arcasa, up the road from the airport, is a real nice little place. Left Cost, further up left-hand side, that is a nice little area of the beach, and I'll come to that in a second. Um, or you can go Absolute Rogue and go and stay in Olympos, right in Northley Island, which I'll come to in a minute as well. So my first day, went to the Airbnb. Daniel was the host, who was really helpful. Um, it's called Surf and Chill on Booking.com, and managed to just about find it get in, get unloaded, and the place was absolutely kitted out, modern. It sleeps five with a sofa bed. It's got two double beds and a sofa bed. It's got a balcony overlooking the sea. Right central location. Would highly recommend it. I'll put a link to him in the show notes. And I headed down to a place called Harper's, because I've read that somewhere. And they were one of the very few people open on the seafront. But they have a great menu in English and it's easy to understand. And the, the person who's serving there spoke English too. And I've got a coffee and a bit of lunch, which was much needed. And they do super big portions. So bear in mind with that. And they do brunch all day until 6pm. Then do dinner and 7pm till midnight, I think. Got to leave and chilled out because I didn't feel too well. Walked around, saw a bit of the sunset, but early night for me because I just didn't feel great. And I was actually pretty poorly in the night which kind of leads on to day five, where I had a few things planned, like the interview with um, Anthena and Vincent from the Carpafoss Guide. I had to cancel that and rearrange for a few days afterwards. So I took it easy in the morning, went to the local place called Lambrinos, which is a local cafe down the road, and I walked to Chiesa Greco Church and Church Set Zacharia. So Lambrinos Cafe was recommended to me by Daniel, my Airbnb host, the lady there, Fortula, real nice lady, speaks English, used to live in Canada, uh, maybe scrambled eggs on toast with potatoes and orange juice, and she explained it in the off-season, they don't really have the full menu, it's just about what they've got, and it was great value, only €5.50 for that, yeah, loads of food, I just about took it easy on that, because I don't want to be ill again, and I just about gave me enough fuel to go and walk up the hill to the churches. When you go up the hill to church, Chiesa Greco, you'll see it's not too much of an incline. you get there, it's a classic traditional Greek church, blue, white, kind of overlooks the sea a little bit, and no one there. Brilliant. But when you look further up the hill, you'll see another church on top of the hill, and the road carries on there. I'd highly recommend taking that little walk up the hill, 10 minutes, bit of a stretch if you're not that fit, but for you know, normal person, it's fine, it's a paved road. Just go straight up there. And the views at the top of Zachariah Church is sensational. You can overlook the whole Carpathos. You can't quite see the town because it's overlooking at a slightly different angle. You can even go in the church, take a look inside, and on a clear day, just sensational views. 
and I spent like an hour there just chilling out listening to music just admiring the view really so I would highly recommend it it's about 15-20 minutes from town and a little bit of an incline at the end and after those two churches and the views and the sights and the walking I needed a bit of a coffee so I went to Cafe Panthenon real trendy cafe actually kind of wish I'd done an episode on it um, super trendy cafe in town they do the classic Americano in a proper cup and they give you a little bit of a sweet treat with it as well would recommend that kind of in the middle so you can see people walking past and it's quite popular with locals so Cafe Panthenon done all that still didn't feel 100% so I went back to my room and went back to my Airbnb and just kind of chilled out for a bit and actually made dinner that night I had to had some broccoli and cauliflower I just needed to buy that top tip here which I'll come to later supermarkets they have the normal stuff they expect don't expect to buy fruit and veg from there like specific fruit and veg stores in town that's where you get your fruit and veg day six felt right as rain so I thought I'd go and see Olympos which is at the north of the island and I've been advised by Maria not to go the normal route on the east side of the island but to go west of the island and go the coastal route the reason for this is that when it's in the off season and the winter there can be rain and that can cause tiny little landslides on the mountain which drop rocks onto the road and you're not protected from that so it can be a slightly risky so what I did is I went left via left cost up the left hand side of the island to Olympos and that road does join the main road at the, at the end it's quite windy but very very good views up the left hand side great weather again but when I joined the main road it starts to get foggy it's small mountain roads sometimes there's no barriers and there's rocks in the road you have to avoid because they're, they're huge right so just bear in mind that if you're in the off season uh, basically not the summer and you're driving up there just take precautions gone a day when there's no cloud and just maybe ask a local for advice because it is a bit of a hairy ride at the top so took the coastal route via Arcasa and Lefkos joined the, the last bit of the road got to Limpos and I stopped on the way back to those places because I wanted to get there first and I started to get worried I was like oh my god going all the way up this road windy roads can't see a thing I'm going to get to the town and it's going to be covered in cloud. I'm not going to see a thing. As luck would have it, turned the last few corners and Olympos just arrives there in the mountains. Cloud free. Unbelievable view. I got that scared. I jumped out of the car as quick as possible. Got my photos in of the view of the town from the road and then drove into town. There's a parking lot right at the start of town. I think in the summer that gets busy. Even in the winter, actually, I think, I think people leave their cars there. There wasn't that much space. So I think the recommendation here is get there early to Olympos. Just make sure you get that car parking space, because I don't know where else you're going to park otherwise. And from there, you walk into town. There is another way to do Olympos. You can go via Diafani, which is the port, about 15 kilometres towards the coast. You can get a boat there and rent a car from there and drive to Olympos and back. That could be a good way to do it as well. But in the off-season, not possible. Parked my car up, walked through the streets, and there's literally no one there. The only people I saw there were locals who were kind of doing a bit of building work on the buildings. I saw one little supermarket open, and that was it. And I asked that person in the supermarket for anywhere for coffee, and she said Cafe Parthenon. And I was like, well, that's where I want to go, but it's not open. But actually, it was open. Problem here, I saw a reel which angled as if it wasn't that place. And as luck would have it, after walking around the streets of Olympos for a little bit, before I really got stuck into him, I walked the coffee because I was a bit knackered from the drive. This one door was open and a few of the workers were sitting there and I walked in and this guy 
to come in. I can give you a coffee. And his name is Nikos, and he owns that cafe and the Aphrodite Rooms, which he's renovating at the minute. It's got a fantastic view. And we talked for an hour about Olympos, about the history, about his life, about what I'm up to, why I've gone to Olympos in the off-season. He then showed me around his hotel that he's now renovating for the summer next year. And it was a thoroughly nice chat. And I'd implore you to go to Parthenon Caf because in the summer that'd be pretty sensational. He gave me his card, I gave him a sticker. And he's actually the cousin of the lead singer of The Foles, the band, the UK band, if you know those guys. And he was talking about how Yanis in that band comes back and spends time with the locals playing games and he's bought a property there as well. That's a fantastic hour. After that coffee, walked around Olympos and they're so small, the streets. In the summer, I can imagine it being a nightmare trying to get past people. But with no one there, I was just walking around these windy little streets past the the church bell and the church town hall and it's just kind of just winging it really just winging it around the town got a load of real type of material for you on instagram and tiktok if you want to check it out would highly recommend it great views all the way around from different parts of the island and you can see the coast from there as well brilliant brilliant place traditional in the summer i believe that the locals are back they're running all the hotels and the cafes and the restaurants and they get dressed up in local attire and give you some dances and traditional Greek stuff, which wasn't available in the off-season. Um, so again, it's a contrast often on-season. But loved my time there. That was the main attraction for me on that island because I've seen so much stuff about it. Loved walking through it. But I do want to go back in the summer and kind of see more about it, I think, just to see how it comes to life because all the locals kind of move out for the winter. But the buildings are all colourful, bright, yellow, white, blue and they're just built in that traditional Greek way it's so cool I love that sort of architecture and I just love walking around so thanks to Nikos for giving me a coffee he only happened to be having lunch there for himself that's why he is open so that's a bit of luck on my part otherwise there would have been nowhere for a coffee another reason to go to his cafe is he during lockdown COVID found 3,000 negatives in his basement of this cafe got them all sorted out and he's put them up in his cafe and they're all historically the people of that village and they're kind of a bit different from the south they kind of cut off a little bit until 10-12 years ago before the road was built so they kind of got their own little culture up there and it's definitely worth going to have a look and you can go further on to Avlona and there's a few treks and walks up there as well that Nikos was telling me about so that's why I want to go back in the summer and do some of that stuff so a great place to go got to check it out and on my way back I stopped off at Lefkos which is a little coastal town Again, no one there. Nothing open. I mean, nothing open this time. And I sat at Frango Limiona Beach for an hour to read and take in the sea air. Dip my toes in the water, which was still mild, I thought. But again, no one there. So you need a car to get there because nothing's going there. Pure silence. And it's still an hour away from town where I was going back. So I had to get back really before it started getting dark. One thing to mention on that road trip is that you'll go past a town called Minetes. M-E-N-E-T-E-S. Amazing little town built in the mountains. You have to go through it. It's in the hills. And next time I will stop off and spend some time there. You can get some good bakery stuff there. And there's a couple of cafes there. It's just amazing how they built that town in the mountains. So that's worth stopping off if you're planning to go that way as well. The next day was my rearranged interview with Andina and Vincent. And I popped to Amupi Beach. So I popped to those guys' house, which was towards the airport after my breakfast at AM coffee 
which was a chocolate croissant and americano and it's more of a modern cafe i'd say they don't do like normal cups the takeaway cups and they have pre-made pastries and sandwiches so more i guess more american i think but it's very popular with locals because it's open at 6 or 7 a.m it's open super early so top tip if you need something early go to a.m coffee bang in the middle of the town and you can get anything from pretty much any time of day the chocolate croissant was unbelievable unreal anyway after that popped in the car drove to those guys house and recorded an interview which you can check out this week then i stopped off at moopy beach because i wanted another beach which was near it sort of in between me and those guys and again deserted there's no one there just another beach another day another bit of reading fantastic i thought Finished the day off with a beer at Lambrinos because I promised to go back there a few times and I did go back a few times. And then I went to Harper's to watch the World Cup game with a bit of food, which was a Beyond Meat burger. They do all range of stuff there. There's really like a world type of calf. I wouldn't really say that's probably your like traditional Greek calf. It's more catered to tourists, I think. But a great area, great view out to the sea, good TV and good space and good drinks. Day eight of my trip was Casos Island. Early doors, dropped off the car at the airport to Maria again. And again, she was great. Easy transaction. And I took Europe's shortest flight of five minutes. Carpathos to Casos is about one hour on the ferry. The times I was there didn't match up with the ferry. So I decided to fly and get a ferry back. Flying five minutes. I timed up my watch and I actually recorded it all on my phone. So I got the whole flight in hyperlapse, which I'll release in a few Dates time landed at Casos Airport and it takes about 10 minutes to walk into town from there. Checked into my Airbnb at Blue Sky and then walked into town again. This is another super small place, like a few streets only. Lots of little cafes and restaurants dotted around, and a few of them are actually open. The main town's called Free FRI. And I stopped off to get some brekkies, I was starving. And this place done an absolutely unbelievable omelette. It's called Square Calf, but you're going to have to search that in Greek. It's not actually an English name. On their sign, a coffee and omelette was €9, and it was absolutely sensational. Best food I had yet in Greece. And there's like a lots of like local guys there debating, chatting about something that all quite loud and a, not aggressive, but very affirmative. No idea what they're talking about. I think part of it was football as well. But the omelette, dream omelette, veggies, toast, salad, coffee, dream. Then I walked over to the viewpoint at the beach called Casso Beach. Again, that would be in Greek. I translated that into Google Translate. And it's got amazing views of Carfos Island and also Free and Casos Island. Again, a fantastic day, brilliant weather. Went down there, read a book, walked around. Again, I'm the only tourist. But it seems fairly busy with locals. So there's a lot of people dotting about. And Casos as, an, as a place has got four villages, including the town that I was in. And you can walk up to each of those three villages and back again. And they're probably about a 25 to 30 minute walk each way. Um, that's something you could do if you've got time there as well. I went to Milos for dinner slash snack, which was calamari. And he sits right on the, on the waterfront. Extensive menu. That is traditional Greek food there. There's so much choice of Greek food. And then just admire the view, really. Watch the World Cup final, then heading out to, for a pizza at Pizza de Casos, Stabbing Pizza. And again, speaking with locals just about life really and they all mentioned the ferry next morning might not go and I start to freak out a little bit 
because if I didn't get the ferry next morning, I was not going to get to Corinthos. The reason for that is because the wind was going to pick up. I saw on the uh, weather app that up until 11am was fine. So I, I kind of knew at the back of my mind, I think I was okay because we're going to Carpathos Island. That was the first ferry trip of the day. So I think I was okay, but it wasn't guaranteed. And what I would say is for your ferry ticket, you can get one there. And if you do get one there, you'll need to go to Hotel Anesis. But you can also order online and print it at Hotel Anesis. You have to print your ticket. Print it will cost three euros. The ferry costs 10 euros. And it's right at the port. You can't miss it. Um, so that was cool. Done all that. Good food, good walking around town, good coffee, speaking to locals. Nice little place. I would like to spend a bit more time there and do some walking, I think. But next time, maybe more in the summer. And I got to the ferry port the next morning. And amazingly, it left at 8am. And I was going back to Carpathos via Athens to Corinthos. And there's probably about six people on the ferry. So I'm not sure if I made any money out of that. But very choppy waters too. Okay, to finish, I've got some tips and tricks maybe for the off-season. Or things that you should know about Greece. And especially not very popular Greece islands. First of all, I'm going to say that... In terms of booking stuff, there's going to be less choice, but there is choice, and it's going to be super cheap and nowhere near full. You could probably win it, actually, on the island, um, even up to the one or two days before, but you can order in advance, like I did on some of the stuff, and, like, double rooms, full apartments are, like, 30 to 50 Canadian dollars a night, so if you're a couple, super dirt cheap. Lots of availability because no one's there. I was literally the only tourist on Carpathos Island. It was crazy. Everyone's asking, why are you here? Why now? I felt a bit like a celebrity sometimes because people just recognise me. It's quite funny. To caveat that though, there are a few things you've got to really be careful of. And what I learned today is the ferry. Now in the summer, the ferry is always going to go. It doesn't rain, no wind, pure sunny days, dream. But as I found out, in the winter, it can get windy and it can get choppy and they won't go. They told me that if it's too dangerous, they won't do it. So my advice is, if you're really on a tight schedule and you have to get there and back either to Carpathos uh, or wherever, maybe flying is the way to go. Not the best for, you know, the five-minute flight. is not brilliant, is it? But if you want to guarantee getting to and from, um, you can probably book flights to be safe, but they're not every day. So Carpathos to Kassos was on a was on a Sunday, but Kassos back to Carpathos by flight was on a Wednesday. So there's a gap there. It's every three days. And it's the same for the ferry. Someone told me on Kassos, a local, that Monday and Tuesday, nothing happens. No flights, no ferries. So please bear that in mind. I'd also probably be a bit more flexible with your schedule because things like that can change. And I got away with it today because I had a fixed schedule where I was going to be. But I don't think that's the way to go in the off-season because those ferries and flights will always be there, but it won't be full. So you can kind of leave it to the last minute. But just in case they don't go, then you've got a bit more flexibility. I would also take... Um, a tiny bit of cash but FWS taking card so you're fine with that I would also probably bring a bit of a warm layers actually in Greece in the winter because those buildings are not built to have heating there's no heating it's fine during the day but a lot of my Airbnbs have been either up so it's been quite windy in Athens or it's been low and it's been devoid of any sunlight and it's been chilly I've actually been pretty cold in Greece so far at night so do bear that in mind if you've got to come in the off season and yeah, it's going to be 20 degrees in the day, but in the evening it's going to get pretty nippy. For Carpathos, go and see Maria to sort your hire car out. Don't be afraid to drive here. The highway from Athens Airport to Corinthos was pretty easy. Not busy at all. On the islands, no one about. Just take precautions when you're driving on the other side of the road if you're from the UK. 
and obviously left hand manual is going to be a different way of doing things but it really is pretty easy to drive and I would highly recommend it to get to places on these islands because they may look small but you do need a car and no buses and taxis are fairly expensive so I would advise getting a higher car now if you're getting a ferry back from Kassos as a foot passenger you're going to land in the main town in Karpathos and it's not near the airport so you're going to have to get a taxi which costs 25 euros and I do have a recommendation for a driver slash taxi driver he drove me today he's called Giergos which I think is George in Greek and I have his details on the card I'll put them in the show notes in case you need a driver very nice guy nice Mercedes automatic dream and he's about in the main town so very nice guy and I just want to kind of finish off the episode really with just kind of mention the people like everyone makes an effort to speak to me get to know who I am my name what I'm where I'm from, what I'm doing there, what I'm hoping to see, giving advice, offering to help if I need any help. Like they've really been like the highlight of the trip so far is the locals, and it can be intimidating sometimes when there's no tourists and you're going into a local cafe and restaurant at a place that everyone knows each other. But you just got to sit down, have a chat, kind of be open, and they really are super helpful and super friendly. So Carpathos and Casos, thank you so much for being awesome hosts. Everyone's helped from Airbnb to Maria at the airport to local cafe owners to Fortuna at Lambrinos go to Lambrinos it's a local cafe very chic in town and nothing has been difficult Carpathos go and check it out it's well worth it I want to go back in the summer I want to explore more of the north as well and Casos I want to spend a few more days there I think in the summer there'll be more frequent ferries there and back and everyone I've said said I'll see you in the summer so I've kind of made a promise that I'll go back I don't know when I don't normally go back to places but I feel like I have unfinished business in Carpathos so I will put it on the list to go back just an awesome awesome place super easy to get to from Athens and you won't regret it okay that's a longer episode than I thought I was going to do that kind of wraps up my three or four days on the islands I'm now in Corinthos and I'll do another episode on the next three or four days which will be the last of my trip and you'll hear the interview with Anthony and Vincent on Wednesday Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. Cheers.